I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. This is MPB News. Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It is 8.30 on Monday, February 15th. I'm Michael Guidry, and for Karen Brown, this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. A winter storm brings ice and snow to the Magnolia State. We look at the forecast and the conditions on Mississippi's roads. Then Dr. Fauci joins Mississippi's health officials and Tougaloo College to discuss vaccine access in the state's black communities. Plus, the human rights campaign responds to recent legislation. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Much of the state is experiencing sub-freezing temperatures this morning, which are likely to linger for the next 48 hours. The low temperatures are part of a massive winter storm that is expected to bring more rain, sleet, snow, and ice accumulation throughout the day. For the latest on these wintry conditions, we are joined by Nicholas Finner of the National Weather Service in Jackson. Good morning, Nicholas. Good morning. Nicholas, this event started yesterday, and it's already having significant impact, but it's not over. What else can we expect in the next 24 to 36 hours? Well, our main focus here in the short term is going to be the uh, the unfolding winter storm that's affecting uh, the Mississippi area this morning. And we've seen reports, everything from uh, you know as much as like an inch and a half of sleet accumulating in, in some areas to some patches of freezing rain even uh, a little bit of lightning mixing in with some of this uh, this morning. So in the short term, um, you know, all manners of wintry precipitation are impacting the region. And then after that, we are going to be seeing our temperatures dip uh, pretty chilly tonight, and that's going to pose a hazard in its own right. You said we've seen all kinds of wintry precipitation. Um, what parts of the state are experiencing you know, more you know, snowfall versus the parts that are experiencing that frozen rain and, and ice accumulation? Sure. In general, uh, northern parts of Mississippi, especially the northwest, have seen uh, change over to snow. And then uh, a bulk of central Mississippi up from the southwest up to the northeast have seen uh, sleet ongoing um, from early this morning and still falling. 
and then areas kind of say maybe along the I-59 corridor through the southeastern and eastern parts of the state have uh, uh, currently been experiencing some freezing rains. You mentioned you know things starting to accumulate as these accumulations in parts of the state, the north northern part, northwestern part, even the central part. As all those start to build, what, what's the danger and the threat there? As uh, we get you know icy power lines, icy limbs. Yeah, the biggest impact, of course, is going to be to area roadways where you know whatever is falling, be it sleet or freezing rain, is is causing quite the impact to travel in the region. But uh, in areas where we get some better ice accumulations, like on trees and power lines, um, that's going to impact uh, local residents by possibly causing power outages or causing uh, you know, some additional impacts to travel if uh, trees or, or limbs are downed. We know that the temperatures themselves are its cold outside um, in, in much of the state, um, but it's not just the temperatures that pose a danger for anyone that's going to be outside. Um, what what does wind chill and the fact that it's so wet, um, what threats do those does that pose? Well, we'll be seeing temperatures drop down into the single digits across much of the state tonight. Even uh, southeastern parts of Mississippi, you know, rarely get down into the teens, but we have uh, temperatures forecast to be about 15 degrees, even down towards the coast tonight. So even just a little bit of wind on top of that, and we are going to see wind chills ranging from maybe as low as minus 5 to minus 10 in the northwest, even down to about 5 degrees in southeastern parts of the state. So anybody who would be outdoors during that time period, that really increases the risk for hyperthermia and frostbite, and, uh, you know, pets are included in that as well. This has been going on since about midday or early morning yesterday. Uh what? When can we expect this to be over? Uh, will we get sunshine anytime soon? We may see some uh, break to the clouds um, by tonight, and that could allow for a little bit of sun tomorrow. Um, you know, sometimes when you've got melting snow and ice, it does stay a little bit cloudier, but that may help temperatures to warm back just a little bit. Uh, we're currently looking at maybe uh, temperatures in, in the 30s in southeastern parts of the state. But we're probably still not going to get above freezing for much of the state tomorrow. Um, even through the Delta region, uh, low temperatures may still be close to, I mean, high temperatures may still be close to 20 tomorrow. So Wednesday will pose our uh, best chance for seeing some warmer temperatures across the state. So the precipitation might be out of the, out of the region, out of the way by today, but those sub-freezing temperatures are stick around. What will that mean, you know, tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, for for the conditions as all the snow and ice will stick around even though the the rain and the snow and the sleet are gone? It's going to make it difficult to see some clearing conditions on roadways. You know, um, around this part of the the area, uh, sleet often causes a big problem, you know, as it starts to slowly melt and compact on the roadways. So, um, you know, people in the state should definitely be aware of the fact that just because the sleet and snow and ice end this afternoon, there's going to be lingering travel impacts, um, you know, maybe as, as much as through the end of the week. And, uh, and also those chilly temperatures just leading to hazardous conditions of spending time outdoors for the next day or so. Nicholas Finner, a meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Jackson, we thank you. Stay safe and warm yourself. All right. Yes, definitely. You as well. Next, the winter system, as you heard, is impacting the state's roadways. We'll check in with MDOT.
This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is Mississippi Edition. I'm Michael Guidry in for Karen Brown. The winter storm is creating hazardous road conditions throughout the state. The Mississippi Department of Transportation began treating roadways yesterday, but a number of delays occurred on the state's interstate highway system last night as a result of icy roads. Jason Smith is Deputy Director of Public Affairs with MDOT. He shares more on Mississippi's murderways during this severe weather weather event. We saw a lot of, of ice on the roads. We had a lot of freezing precipitation come down. Um, that made for some really difficult driving conditions. Um, we dealt with those as best as we could, trying to keep the roads passable. Um, we had crews out treating bridges and uh, putting down salt and slag, trying to give some traction and break up a little bit of that ice. We haven't seen uh, temperatures get above freezing for the most part, and now we've got another round of freezing precipitation coming down on already icy roads. The interstates and the uh, you know the larger highways have um, seen some traffic, and so there's a you know, on the outside lanes of, of most of our interstates, you're able to get through. Um, they are passable. Now, the smaller two-lane highways that probably haven't seen a lot of traffic overnight, those are going to be icy, uh, a lot of freezing rain last night, and then now we've got sleet and possibly snow dropping on top of that. So those conditions are hazardous, and we would just caution drivers, if at all possible, not to get on the roads. Um, stay home, stay safe, and then let the crews get out and treat them as they can. We'll have snow plows on some of our, our bigger routes, trying to clear out more pathways. But for the most part, it's stay away from driving at all. With the forecast like it is, you know, extended extended hours, all, pretty much all day today in central and north Mississippi, uh, you know, below freezing, how does – how does that sustained, you know, below freezing environment? What, what did they do to the roads with with the with more precipitation falling? Right, you're just what we're seeing is just more and more of the icy conditions just compounded, um, where we had already freezing and frozen water on the surface of the roads. Now you've got ice and snow piling on top of that, freezing some more. And then some areas that were thawed out because of the salts or traffic have been refrozen overnight. Um, there's some roads that are going to be look like they're just snow, but then you'll hit a patch of ice and could spin out. And so we just caution drivers um, to stay off the roads at all possible. And if you absolutely do have to get out and travel, make sure that you um, go extra slow. You leave a lot of extra space between you and the other vehicles, especially 18-wheelers and anything that's carrying a trailer with it. Um, those can tend to 
slide a bit more during ice um, events. Also, make sure that in your vehicle you've got some water, you've got some blankets, um, possibly even some snacks, because in these conditions um, we've had some wrecks that have caused the roads to be um, impassable for hours, and we've had drivers stuck on the roads for hours waiting for a wreck to clear. Um, so you want to be sure that you prepare for that. That's the next thing I was going to ask. Is um, you know we've we've been dealing with this for nearly twenty four hours. Uh, have we had any major you know, road closures or delays uh, due to the weather? And uh, has MDOT closed any roads that that listeners need to be aware of? Well, we haven't. There haven't been any any closures of roads. Um, closures are um, done by MHP and uh, MEMA. We'll advise them of the conditions of the roads. And then they make the call on that. But as of right now, none of the roads are closed. Um, overnight, we did have some long-term um, shutdowns because of wrecks. Those were, um, you know, we had some long-term on I-20 and I-55 here in the metro that were, you know, hours long where people had to wait um, to get through. Because it's hard to move when an 18-wheeler gets, you know, stuck on the side of the road in some ice. It's tough to move an 18-wheeler in normal conditions, but then you add the ice and freezing precipitation with it, and so it just makes it a, a more difficult and long process to get that cleared out. When can we expect the roads to get back to normal conditions? <laughs> well, uh, we're going to need some above-freezing temperatures to thaw the, the majority of the ice and snow on the highways, um, but you know, not today for sure, and possibly later on in the week we could have even a second event. So we'll be looking at, at lots of snow and ice for the week. Jason Smith is Deputy Director of Public Affairs with the Mississippi Department of Transportation. Jason, thank you so much. Thanks for helping us get the word out. Everybody be safe, please. Coming up, Dr. Fauci joins Mississippi health officials and Tougaloo College to discuss vaccine access in the state's black communities. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Right now, we need connection more than ever. StoryCorps is inviting you to record a conversation with a loved one remotely and archive it at the Library of Congress. Information about this limited virtual experience can be found at StoryCorps.org. StoryCorps is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michael Guidry in for Karen Brown. The majority of Mississippians say they are likely to get the coronavirus vaccine, but some are still opposed to the shot. The Mississippi Department of Health has released preliminary data from an ongoing survey asking Mississippians their thought on the vaccines. The results show that 72% of survey participants are planning to be vaccinated, but half of black residents surveyed say they are unsure or do not want to get the shot. During a virtual panel hosted by Tougaloo College, Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, talked about the impact of COVID-19 on minorities in Mississippi. One of the issues regarding this outbreak is the disproportionate amount of suffering among minority populations, black and brown people, African-Americans and Latinx. Because if you look at the relative proportion of African-Americans in the population and the relative proportions of individuals who get infected 
and who get serious outcomes, there's a great deal of disparity in that African-Americans have a greater incidence of infection, most likely due to the kinds of jobs they have putting themselves out into society in essential jobs. And because of the underlying conditions that they have in greater proportion, comorbidities such as hypertension, diabetes, heart disease, chronic lung disease, they wind up getting more serious outcomes leading to hospitalization and deaths. So they really have to do something about that immediately and in the long term, because the social determinants of health are the things that put African-Americans in such a compromised position. Dr. Fauci says distrust of government in matters of public health in African-American communities is deep-rooted. He believes the first step in addressing that distrust is to respect it. Well, I think you have to get down to the root of what the distrust and the skepticism is on the part of some African-Americans. And what I feel strongly about is that you need to respect that distrust and respect that uh, skepticism, because historically, if you look at how the federal government in medical, medical matters has over decades treated African-Americans, the history is not a good history. It took place decades and decades ago, but the memory of that history is still there. And it goes back to the terrible situation uh, with Tuskegee and the experiments that were done. What you can assure African-Americans is that since that time, there have been ethical safeguards put in place that would make it totally impossible for that ever to happen again. Because before any experiment, any clinical trial, such as the clinical trial that led to the safety and the efficacy proving of this vaccine or this group of vaccines, it has to go through an institutional review board and has to get ethical approval before it can be done. In order to develop trust of the vaccine within the black community, Dr. Fauci and local health officials are outlining the approval process for the recent coronavirus vaccines. Fauci says the approval of those vaccines was rigorous, scientific, and nonpartisan. You ask, well, how do we know this is safe and effective? The reason is that the trials were done with 30,000 people with Moderna and 44,000 people with Pfizer. And the determination of whether the, the, the vaccine is safe and effective is not made by the federal government. It's not made by the company. It's made by an independent data and safety monitoring board who is beholden to no one, not to the government, not to the, to the company, but to the American public. And for both of those vaccines, they determined that based on the very striking data that the vaccines were safe and effective. Then you say, well, what about the approval of the vaccine? It ultimately gets approved by the United States Food and Drug Administration. However, the ones who determine whether it's okay to distribute it to the American public are the career scientists, not politicians, not people who you feel might have a vested interest. And they do that in association with an independent advisory committee. Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, spoke at Tougaloo College last week. The Mississippi Department of Health is announcing that all vaccination sites 
will be closed today due to the weather. Rescheduled appointments will occur. Coming up, the Human Rights Campaign responds to recent legislation. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. For gavel-to-gavel coverage of the 2021 Mississippi Legislative Session, watch At Issue from MPB News. I'm Wilson Stribling. Join me and our political analysts, Republican Austin Barber and Democrat Brandon Jones, as we discuss and debate the issues facing Mississippians and how they impact your state. Tune in Friday nights at 7.30 on MPB TV or listen to the podcast on mpbonline.org slash issue. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michael Guidry and for Karen Brown. Advocates for the LGBTQ community are expressing outrage over a bill passed by the Mississippi Senate. The measure bans transgender female students from playing girls and women's sports in public schools and universities. Senate Bill 2536, authored by Republican Angela Hill, also states all team members must be of the same biological sex. Rob Hill, no relation, is with the Human Rights Campaign, an LGBTQ advocacy group. He says the legislation is a cookie-cutter bill being used across the country by extremist groups. He tells our Desiree Frazier... The, prop, the bill propagates a false narrative. I wasn't surprised. We saw this bill come up last year, and we saw this bill, we've seen this bill come up this year uh, around the uh, around the country, put out there by some extremist group with the, the false narrative that men are, and boys are transitioning to, uh, to, uh, to females in order to have a competitive advantage, and there's no evidence of anything like that occurring. So I'm angry. This is an attack on not just transgender people, but it's an attempt to disenfranchise the LGBT, further disenfranchise the LGBTQ community uh, in Mississippi. Are you aware of, in Mississippi, instances where this has been an issue? No, there are no instances where this has been an issue. Um, And in fact, there's, there's just no evidence of that. This is a bill that is with a solution looking for a problem that does not exist. Um, and so our legislators have chosen uh, fear and hate uh, and uh, over doing what's right and, and advancing uh, uh, things that would improve the economy in a devastated COVID-19 uh, state uh, that we're in. Uh, and so, you know, this is not an issue. Uh, and so, you know, we want to encourage uh, the lieutenant governor, the speaker, to do everything they can to stop this, uh, these bills uh, that, uh, in fact, there are two bills. There was a, a bill that was amended on the Senate side, on the House side, to include anti-transgender athlete language as well. So we're encouraging them to stop these bills. Um, this is going to cost our state um, uh, economically and uh, certainly you know, uh, will, will cost us probably in the courts as well. Why do you say it, it will cost the state economically? Well, I mean, we are we are passing laws like we did in HB 1523 back in 2016 that send the message that Mississippi is not welcoming. We've sent that message too too much too often in our state, and and it certainly it says to the to businesses we don't want you here. It says to uh, people uh, that you, the, the LGBTQ community that you're not welcome here either. So uh, it's it's just something that. Uh, does not uh, help us in our state. And that bill you mentioned is the one where people can refuse uh, under certain circumstances to provide services to same-sex marriage couples. Yeah, the bill has, has 
far-reaching implications. One of those was that county clerks don't have to uh, offer a marriage license to same-sex couples or, or medical professionals could deny service uh, to to LGBTQ people. So, you know, it, had, it could have devastating effects. Where do you go from here on this? Well, we're going to continue to fight. We're going to uh, enlist uh, everyone we can from the, you know, the business community to the faith community to other leaders to make sure that we send a message to our legislators that this is not something that should be a priority in our state. And, uh, and, and we're not going to give up and we're going to enlist our members to, to do everything they can to contact the leaders and let them know that. Rob Hill, Human Rights Campaign, thank you so much for your time. Always good to be with you, Desiree. As you heard, in addition to the Senate bill, the House of Representatives also passed a bill that would allow collegiate athletes to be compensated for their name and likeness. House Bill 1030 passed with an amendment that bans males from playing on female teams. Rob Hill says both measures advance fear and hate. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Remember, you can always get in touch with MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. And fresh episodes of the podcast are posted every weekday morning. I'm Karen Brown. Thanks for listening. This is Mississippi Edition from MPB Think Radio.